This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The left is now trying to make the bipartisan conversation about banning TikTok a partisan issue plus I'm going to tell you what I said that made the far left completely mad, so mad that I got on one of those little Twitter accounts that they use to um, highlight the right wing. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, Problematics. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. So first, let's talk about TikTok and let's talk about what is going on with TikTok right now in Washington, D.C. Now, if you've been listening to me for a while, if you've been paying attention for a while, you'll know that I personally thought, and a lot of people think that TikTok has been a very big problem for a long time. So first of all, let's break down, first of all, why people have thought that TikTok was an issue for at least the past couple of years. And and this is a conversation that has been going on amongst the right and the left for a long time. They're pretty much unified on this. And, and now there's some people from the far left that are trying to come in and, and, and play the same old playbook when it comes to any conversation about banning TikTok. They're calling it racist and xenophobic and all of this other stuff and, and trying to sort of gin up the suspicion as to where this conversation is coming from. So let's start about, let's start with why people have issues with TikTok. Number one, TikTok is an app that is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Full stop. This is an app that is owned and created and operated by the Chinese Communist Party. There are now an estimated 150 million Americans that are on TikTok, myself included, by the way. I'm on TikTok. I'm not very prominent or successful there. I think we got like, you know, 6,000 followers or something. But I am on TikTok. The the app is on my phone and, and it is a bad 
it is bad that the app is on my phone. I'm just telling you this right now. If that makes me a bit of a hypocrite. Um, I, I really want to talk about why I feel like it's bad and why I feel like it is really part of the Chinese Communist Party's attempt to subvert um, influence, uh, to, to subvert America, and to also gin up their influence over here. Okay, so... TikTok is on the phones of 150 million Americans. A lot of people are on this via they're consuming content, they're creating content, they follow their favorite celebrities. And I got to tell you, TikTok content is really fun. I haven't quite cracked how to create the content for TikTok, but I follow people that do. If it, you know, if you listen to pop music, I, I follow the pop stars. I follow like three people on TikTok. One of them is Sierra, who is always looking fabulous, always looking incredible, always doing like super fun things. And that's a fun thing to follow on TikTok, right? So the problem with TikTok is not Sierra making TikToks or it's not me making TikToks or anything like that. The issue that people have with TikTok are, are multiple. The first issue is this. When that app is on your phone, your data is being crawled, okay? What you search is being crawled. Your text messages, your phone numbers, your emails. We do so much on our phones nowadays. This data is being crawled by people that are connected to the Chinese Communist Party. So the person would, so somebody would say to that, well, what is the difference between TikTok um, having all of this data in Facebook or Instagram or any of these other apps that we have on our phone, which crawl all of our data. And obviously Instagram does crawl all the data and Facebook does crawl all the data, et cetera, right? So we know that this is happening. No matter what app you put on your phone, your data is being um, gathered and harvested and put somewhere. If in the case of Instagram, it is used to sell you things. I have become victim to the Instagram algorithm. It's like, how would Instagram know that I was that was just thinking about or talking about buying some new workout gear. Of course it does, right? Of course it knows that I've been doing search out searches for workout gear. So it's going to present those options for me as for shopping when I'm, when I'm on Instagram, right? But the difference between TikTok and these other platforms is that these are platforms that were built in America, Facebook and, and Instagram, obviously Facebook bought Instagram. These are things that are built in America. Um, as opposed to TikTok, which was built by the Chinese Communist Party. And why is it a problem that the Chinese Communist Party is now basically having the data of 150 million Americans put on some server for the Chinese Communist Party to do God knows what with, right? That is an issue. We do not know. And number one, let's, let's, let's be clear about something, Okay. And this is another thing that that China and the adversaries of America love. They love it when we stop ourselves from having real conversations about their influence and how how bad their influence on America is because they want to call it racist or xenophobic or anti-Asian or whatever. Now, a thinking person knows that this is complete nonsense. A thinking person knows that criticism of the Chinese Communist Party um the the communist party of uh, the chinese communist party is not inherently racist or xenophobic this is criticism of a place that has documented and noted aggression against america right one of the negative aspects of these seemingly non-ending never-ending conversations about racism and in all of this stuff that we have in america is that it, it, it makes people afraid 
of talking about real issues. So if you're a good little liberal, you can never talk about um, the Chinese Communist Party. You can never talk about TikTok for fear that you were seen as xenophobic or racist, right? And that is what these liberals and, and these people on the left are playing into right now, which is why you have people like AOC literally joining TikTok. AOC was not on TikTok before. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was not on TikTok before, but now she is on TikTok as a part of some offensive that is coming from the far left to sort of muddy the waters in the public conversation that is being had about TikTok. And it is bipartisan, by the way, bipartisan on a bipartisan basis, both Democrats and Republicans agree that there's something nefarious going on here with TikTok, that it's probably not a good idea for TikTok to be on the devices of, of a lot of Americans, but particularly um, the devices of people that are government officials, which is why it has been banned on the devices of government officials um, in certain states. I, don't, I do not know that that is a DC-wide ban yet. I do not believe that it is. But they realize the threat that comes with the Chinese Communist Party having access to all of the data that is on a government official's personal cell phone. And having that data be accessed by the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, so now that I've made that point, I want to I want to play what AOC had to say about this. And usually, when the United States is proposing a very major move that has something to do with significant risk to national security, one of the first things that happens is that Congress receives a classified briefing. And I can tell you that Congress has not received a classified briefing around the allegations of national security risks regarding TikTok. So why would we be proposing a ban regarding such a significant issue without being included on this at all? It just doesn't feel right to me. And additionally, this case needs to be made to the public. We are a government by the people and for the people. And if we want to make a decision as significant as banning TikTok, and we believe, or someone believes, that there's really important information that the public deserves to know about why such a decision would be justified, that information should be shared with the public as well. And so this is a very interesting tack. And, and, and so, mind you, I'm just going to point out for a second the, the, the hypocrisy of somebody that has argued for defunding the police, the hypocrisy that has argued for um, vaccine mandates and firing people who don't take the vaccine and all of this other stuff. So the big government, big government liberals like AOC, it is very interesting that now she's making the argument that, well, you know, the government, well, we shouldn't be taking, uh, we shouldn't be taking such a drastic step without, you know, getting the, um, the approval of the public. Of course, that's ridiculous. Okay. It, it, when, the country does things when the country does things in an in interest of national security it doesn't float it by uh the zoomers you know in in college first right and, and nobody does that okay and this is not historically something that has been done particularly something that involved high level national security issues right so that's a very very strange way um for her to basically advocate for tiktok Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. 
It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you ask me what my personal opinion is right here when it comes to AOC, you know, defending TikTok in this way and kind of muddying the waters, I would have to believe, and this is not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I'm not a far right-wing maniac, I would have to believe that all of a sudden, um, after years of having these conversations, and these conversations have been had in the political sphere for years at this point, I can remember, you know, you can go back, this, uh, this podcast has been going on nearly 200 episodes at this point, and I am pretty sure that the stu- this stuff has been going on Uh, This conversation has been happening about TikTok for the better part of the past two years. So AOC jumping into this right now, this leads me to believe that somebody is getting some money from China somewhere. We will probably never be able to figure out what that money is, where it's coming from. It's obviously not going to be coming from China directly. They're um, TikTok hired, and I don't know if you've read this story, but TikTok has hired an army of lobbyists that have descended on Washington D.C. One of the, again, one of the the arguments that needs to be made for why D.C. needs to be sort of broken up a little bit, and, and some of these federal agencies need to go elsewhere because there's way too much power and influence concentrated in Washington D.C., which is why people call it the swamp. But when I see that AOC has actually joined TikTok to defend TikTok. I think who is paying her? What money is she getting from the Chinese Communist Party? And the sad thing about where we stand as Americans today, whether it is Hollywood, whether it is the sports industry with, you know, Nike and the NBA and, and, and you know, the Nike shoes being made via slave labor in China, via Uyghur slave labor in China. We've all talked about that stuff. That stuff exists. So... There are very powerful entities in this country that have been bought and sold by China. Full stop. They have been bought by China. They have sold this country out for the Chinese Communist Party. And again, this is speculation and this is commentary, which is what you guys come here for. When I see this, there seems to be an effort that is coming from people that are on the far left side of the aisle, and I would see AOC as, I would define AOC as far left. AOC is far left. So when I hear AOC and I hear Jamal Bowman, you know, and Jamal Bowman is now, uh, he's a congressman, he's a left congressman. He's now out here writing for TikTok. He had some ridiculous thing that went semi-viral on Twitter. And he was just like, yeah, Republicans want to ban TikTok because they ain't got no swag, which is ridiculous. You hear a representative say something like that. They think that you are stupid. They think that their constituents are stupid. They think that they could benefit somehow by turning this into a partisan issue. Do I think that TikTok should be banned? Yes. And the only reason why I think that it should be, well, one of the reasons why I think that it should be banned is because all of the options that are supposed to be um, executed in order for it to be out of Chinese Communist Party control, you know, a lot of experts are saying that these are toothless options, that TikTok is something, you know, you can sell the company, whatever. There can never be a way that we can be absolutely sure that 
this state is not going to the Chinese Communist Party. All right. And it sucks. It's not a great thing. I personally know people that are content creators that make income from, from TikTok. TikTok is something that people make income from. It is, it literally makes people's lives better for these from these content creators standpoint because they make income from this. And so, yes, if TikTok gets banned, um, a lot of people's income is going to go down the toilet. I see that. But in the interest of national security, and it's not just a data thing, because I want to get into the fact that, and, and we've all seen this stuff. We have all seen these stories of young people dying as a result of a TikTok challenge. There was this TikTok choking challenge. There was... Um, people were injuring themselves because all of a sudden this crate challenge was being, you know, promoted via TikTok, right? And so think about it strategically. If you are the Chinese Communist Party and you want to do nothing more than to undermine, number one, not only undermine America, um, not only make people in this country hate this country, which is why there are a lot of divisive political videos that are being put up, being sort of promoted via TikTok. If you have now, there is a study that said that these, if you are, if you create a TikTok account, there are some investigative journalists uh, that created a TikTok account, pretend to be 12 years old or whatever. Um, and this person said immediately this algorithm began feeding them videos of self-harm. Think about all of the things that we have seen on TikTok. We have seen the self-harm videos. We have seen the crate videos. We have seen the choking challenge. We have seen a generation of young people become confused about their gender um, as, you know, in, in no small part due to things that they have seen on social media, including TikTok. So when you zoom out and think about this rationally and objectively, I do not know that there's any other choice but to ban TikTok. If the influence of the Chinese Communist Party on America continues to be exerted via TikTok, via the app that has more Zoomers on it than anybody else, because let me tell you something, Facebook and Instagram are for the olds at this point. The Zoomers are on TikTok. The Chinese Communist Party knows that the Zoomers are on TikTok, which is why it is polluting their brains with self-harm, with gender identity stuff, with divisive politics, and with absolute garbage. Now, in China, if you are under a certain age, TikTok will feed you an algorithm where you are learning things. You are learning things about, uh, you're learning things about history. You're learning things about uh, like photosynthesis, if you're in the fifth grade, you know, things like that. That is what the TikTok algorithm will feed you in China. Because by the way, of course, um, China knows where, in, in what countries this is being accessed. In the United States, the TikTok, the TikTok algorithm feeds you garbage. It feeds you stupid celebrity stuff. It feeds you empty things that are not going to make you smarter. And this is the primary social media application for the youngest, most important generation in this country. And so if you want to subvert America by making the youngest generation in this country dumber, angrier, more prone to self-harm, 
more prone to do stupid things to themselves because of something they saw on social media. Oh, and also, by the way, to hate America via the far left stuff that is promoted via this app, then that is the most brilliant psyop. And it's brilliant. The Chinese Communist Party is not stupid. These people play the long game. And their long game is very much to overtake America as the dominant superpower. And when you know that you have an app that has been downloaded by 150 million Americans, and you know that this app is feeding the youngest, most vulnerable, most important people in our society right now, this new generation is feeding them things that is making them hate America, that is making them hate themselves, that is making them question their gender, that is making them turn against their fellow American, all of these other things. That's the most brilliant psyop. It's one of the most brilliant psyops in world history. And of course, America, who has gotten so drunk on Chinese money that has been pumped onto our shores for decades at this point. These people from D.C. to Hollywood to tech to finance to everywhere else is drunk on money from the Chinese Communist Party. And they will spend as much as they can to stop whatever momentum there comes to ban TikTok in its tracks. And that is why they will use people like AOC. That is why they will use people like Jamal Bullman. That is why they will use people on the left. And by the way, AOC is it like she is a she is a congresswoman, but she is an influencer at this point. As much as that, as much as that term has been run into the ground, she is highly influential to millions upon millions upon millions of young people. And if AOC puts it in their mind that any criticism of TikTok is suspect. Or, oh my God, we're just racist against China and all of this other stuff. That will affect how people see this. That will affect how TikTok is seen in America. I feel like we were just at the very beginning, especially with these the TikTok um, testimony, which was very damaging last week, by the way. If you caught a load of any of this stuff, and if you go on, on my Facebook page, Facebook, um, at Rob Smith Online, you know, I do about four videos a day on Facebook, and, and we pull a lot of this content, this the, the more, um, the, the spicier content from a lot of these hearings. And those hearings were brutal. I mean, that CEO of TikTok got grilled last week, and he got grilled from everybody. And this person could not answer the questions as to what was going on with this data. So banning TikTok is not a partisan issue, but the left is trying to make it a partisan issue because they try, number one, because they try to make everything a partisan issue. Everything nowadays, things that are objective reality, if you want to talk about the trans child stuff, quote unquote, if you want to talk about um, TikTok, if you want to talk about everything, the left generates power by putting us into camps. By separating us and saying, oh, you don't like TikTok? What are you, a Republican? You don't like TikTok? What are you, a conservative? What, the banning TikTok said that's Republican talk. And there are still people to this day that fall for it. There always have been. There always will be. So this is step one of what they're trying to do. Um, do I think it's right? No. Do I think it's going to work? I'm curious. 
Because as of right now, and AOC is the most far left member of Congress, AOC and the squad, the Rashida Tlaib, like the squad, who has lost lost prominence in this. They're not as prominent as they used to be. They're not popping like they used to be, but like a lot of people aren't popping like they used to be. You know, I'm not, you know, the hottest thing on earth that I was, you know, when I first came onto the scene five years ago. But that doesn't mean that these people don't have influence still. Like, it doesn't mean just because I'm not anywhere and everywhere and, I, and, and, and I'm not the shiny new thing anymore, it doesn't mean that I don't have influence. It just means that the influence, it, it, the influence is there. Um, maybe the influence isn't as big or popular or whatever as it used to be. And what I say, and I say all this to say that with AOC and the squad, these far left, of, far left members of Congress are not the shiny toys anymore because the Democrat Party has used them to like as far as the extent that they can be used and it's done with them and it will find some other people to use right so they are influential but my prediction with the trying to make banning tiktok a partisan issue if it doesn't go beyond the fringes like if this messaging doesn't go beyond AOC and the squad and it doesn't, and it doesn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't go far beyond that. I don't think it'll take, but if it becomes sort of like a mainstream dim party platform or a mainstream dim party thing was like, Oh yeah, we're not for banning TikTok. Banning TikTok is racist. Republicans want to ban TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. And if they, you know, pay enough Hollywood celebrities to do because a lot of these Hollywood celebrities that you see making videos like they will be paid they will be paid to promote this stuff. So it'll be very interesting to see where that goes. But do I personally think that TikTok needs to be banned? I do. I think it's dangerous for America. I think it is dangerous for our country to be so heavily influenced by the machinations of the Chinese Communist Party. That is my opinion. There are other people that may have different opinions. That is fine. This is America. But that is my honest to God, genuine uh, opinion on whether or not TikTok should be banned. All right, problematics coming up. A spicy take um, got me... Called out by the far left on Twitter. Oh my God, I'm going to tell you exactly what I had to say after the break. All right, Problematics, welcome back. Okay, so late last week, I, I, I made a tweet. I um, mean, I posted said tweet on Instagram. I really didn't think anything of it because for me, this take was not intended to be controversial, not intended to be spicy. To me, it just it made complete and in total sense. So the tweet in question was related to this anti-gay law that has just been passed in the Uganda parliament, right? And Uganda has already has always had a history of of being fairly anti-gay, but this is the most hardcore that they've ever been. And I'm going to read you some of this from CNN, and I am not going to use um, LGBTQ+. Um, I do not like that terminology. We are talking about gays and lesbians here. We're not talking about queer, but there's no queer people. Like, in Uganda, there are gays and lesbians and maybe a couple of trans people um, because of 
the, the reasoning that I'll get into a little bit later in this segment. So I'm going to read you this from CNN. Ugandan lawmakers on Tuesday approved some of the world's harshest anti-gay laws, making some crimes punishable by death and imposing up to 20 years in prison for people identifying as, in their words, LGBTQ+. You guys know I don't like that term, so I always say gay and lesbian. The new legislation constitutes a further crackdown on LGBTQ plus people in a country where same-sex relations were already illegal, punishable by life imprisonment. It targets an array of activities and includes a ban on promoting and abetting homosexuality, as well as conspiracy to engage in homosexuality. According to the bill, the death penalty can be invoked for cases involving aggregated homosexuality, a broad term used in the legislation to describe sex acts committed without consent or under duress against children, people with mental or physical disabilities, by a quote-unquote serial offender or involving incest. A person who commits the offense of aggravated homosexuality and is liable on conviction to suffer death. Okay. A lot. A whole lot. And first of all, in... (laughs) And first of all, in reading the actual law itself, this is again on fake news. So not that this is this is horrible, but this is, this is very, I mean, in, in some words, biblical. Because this is saying that the death penalty can be invoked if basically if a a gay pedophile rapes someone, um, attacks a child, attacks somebody with mental or physical disabilities, or you know, does incest stuff, right? So that is when this the death penalty can be invoked, which is very hardcore, so horrifying, whatever. And it's very interesting because the way that this is breathlessly reported in left-wing media is that being gay is punishable by death. And even by reading that sentence, it will, it's not being gay that's punishable by death. Being a gay child rapist is is punishable by death, right? So this is already, but I'm there's neither here nor there. Uh, the fake news does what the fake news is going to do. So what I said is this. I said what is going on in Uganda is horrific. Gays and lesbians there deserve to live their lives free of fear. But This is the direct result of the wokeism that infected America's LGBT community and was broadcast for the world to see. That's what I said, and I believe it. I believe it 100%. Because if you can, as a thinking, rational person, and as a gay man, which is, again, no secret to anybody, has never been a secret that I'm a gay dude. If you as a thinking person cannot draw a direct line from the insanity that we have seen broadcast all over the internet for the past, I would say decade. If you want to talk about the young, healthy teenagers that are getting irreversible surgery at 13, 14 years old, because they quote unquote identify as trans and they need this surgery underage. So you think about that stuff. Think about the stuff that we've seen with drag queens twerking in front of children. Think about the stuff that we've seen with the pride flag and the gender ideology and all of this stuff infiltrating the public school system in America. Think about all of the ways in which the far left LGBTQ stuff 
has started being promoted and pushed in every aspect of American culture, from our corporations to the television that adults watch to the television that is directed at children to the books to the clothing. I mean, there's a pride line at Target. So just just zoom out and objectively think about all of this stuff that we have seen in this country over the past 10 years. And if you are somebody from another country, which by the way, Uganda never, never was never liked gays in the first place, never wanted to be there, was always criminalized, et cetera, et cetera. So if you can't draw a direct line from that stuff to these people who already do not like gays and lesbians saying, we need to get so hardcore on this stuff, we have to make sure that this stuff does not infiltrate and permeate our society in this way. The far left stuff. If you cannot draw that line, if you cannot draw that direct line, you are not a thinking person, you are not a rational person, you are not an objective person, and you do not have critical thinking skills. I do not think that this law in Uganda is right. I am actively against it, which is what I said in the tweet. But I know, as a gay guy, how insane, and I'm, and I'm, yeah, like, I'm, I'm a gay dude. And I see the insanity behind all of these images, all, all of this imagery. I see the insanity behind, and I did an episode of this in the past when I talked about the LGBTQ stuff in the cartoons and stuff like that. Blue's Clues cartoon, drag queen, cartoon drag queen with a microphone shaped like a BLM fist singing a pride song. This is Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues is for three to five-year-olds. This is for preschoolers, okay? And so if you're another country that is looking at this, because by the way, the images that get disseminated within America, are of Americans, are not just within America. These images are global. Just like I can hop on Twitter and I can see the result of, let's say, the worker strike in Paris because they're trying to raise the retirement age. And, and a lot of these people are protesting. And so now uh, they're on strike. And so now there's trash all over the streets in Paris. So if I can hop on Twitter and I can search for this as an American, as somebody living in Florida, then these people that, again, already do not like gay people can hop on Twitter and they can see pride flags in kindergarten classrooms. Um, they see all of this, all of the, the far left LGBTQ stuff in the cartoons. They can see the gender cult stuff, you know, causing irreversible surgeries uh, among 15 year olds, by the way. All of this stuff, we won't see the, the true honest results of this stuff. I, like it'll be, it'll be decade, it'll be 10, 15 years before we really start seeing the results. Because there's going to be a lot of very broken, very angry um, quote-unquote transgender adults that were trans when they were 14 years old and now do not have healthy, healthy sex lives, cannot have orgasms, have never been in a healthy relationship, um, are mentally unstable, like all of these different things, right? So what I said stands. And so this site said, you know, put me up, said, law cabinet Republican Rob Smith, and this is what they do. Oh, since I'm a Republican, like, so whatever. Blames Uganda's new anti-LGBTQ death penalty law on quote-unquote wokeism. But I said what I said. And I meant what I said. Because it is very obvious to me that that's the direct line from this. 
And this is what I said. I had had a couple of tweets about this, and this is what I said before. Um, it is not gays and lesbians that <laughs> that you know walk around you know Wilton Manors in, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It is not the gays and lesbians that pretend to be oppressed because they have no identity outside of their alleged oppression. It is not these people that are going to be hurt by this. It is not the gays and lesbians on um on vacation in foreign countries that cost thousands of dollars to go on um that get lectured to by you know gay and lesbian entertainers about how oppressed they are it, these are not the people that are going to be hurt by the far left insanity the people that are going to be hurt by this stuff are people that are gay and lesbian in uganda are people that are gay and lesbian in russia are people that are gay and lesbian in countries that hate gays and lesbians and always have and we're looking for a reason to further crack down, which the far left LGBTQ in America have now given them. So I said what I said. I stand by what I said. And it, to me, is a shame for all of the accusations of, oh, he's self-hating, he's this, he's that. That's reductive. It's, it's, it's a redu- like self-hating is a reductive criticism. Um, for all of that stuff, it, sadden- it, it saddens me that there are so many people that are so indoctrinated into this cult that they can't zoom out and see the damage that it does for the rights of gays and lesbians globally. So I said what I said. I stand by what I said. I meant what I said, and I will say it again. All right, Problematics, thank you so much for joining me. You can download and subscribe to episodes of Can't Cancel Rob Smith on iHeart Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.